1: Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists presents Mischievous Musings. I think this is our first show that has a season two. It is. Great googly moogly. And so forth. Loki, Season 2, Episode 1, Aurora
0: Borealis. At oh. this
1: time of year, at this time of day, localized entirely within your kitchen? oh no, that name
0: was already taken. We can't use that. Oh. Ouroboros. Our
1: Oboros. About 45 minutes worth. Out of all of the episodes in the Marvel Universe you can watch. This was one of them. Yes, it was. Where
0: Loki finds himself lost to time and torn, quite literally, between past, present,
1: and future. Let me tell you. This is a perfect... Well, if you watch this, it's so bland, you might think you have COVID. Ouch. There's no flavor. There's no taste. But I will say... There's a lot of Loki running around. Doing the twist. His cardio is excellent in this show. (laughs) And, you know, I can't wait to be able to see him at the New York Funny Book Fair next weekend at New York Comic Con at the Jacob K. Javite Center. But, you know, because we're actually getting a photo with him. And we're also getting a photo with Chris Evans. Shout out to Ryan Michael Toon. Hell yeah, we're meeting America's ass and Loki. But this this episode, you know, I... Y- y'all know my stance on Loki season one, where it's just like, I like the concept of it. I like the whole presentation. But when I watch the show itself, I'm just like, wow, I could be washing my hair right now. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that entertaining to me, and... It's fine if you like this, but the problem was, critically, it's been kind of you know getting meh kind of reviews like from some people. Like I know IGN gave it like a five, and it's like, yeah, but that's what IGN thinks. Yeah, but sometimes when they say something, it's usually kind of true. It's like, hey, this was oh well, this, this was a show. Those were people. It was. But one of those people in this show is an actor whose name I can't pronounce because I'm an idiot. But we will attempt it. We will we'll, we'll try. Let me just you know stretch a little. <sighs> Ah, there we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, what? Where is it? And I'm also looking on the uh, article that I'm reading for some of this. But Ki Hoi Kwan. Ki Hai Kwan? I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> I wasn't getting that deep. So to The speak. 2023 Best Supporting Actor for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Ooh. The Academy Award winning actor. So he is, in my opinion, the actor in this show... That stole the show, and it's nice to see, like, immediately. He was one of the very big, bright spots, although I did love how there's a moment in the show that got a big kick out of me when he literally looks at uh, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, and just goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I honestly that? Okay. I honestly hope at one point in this show, because I feel like he's the one actor that's so self-aware... About, you know, his reaction, people's reaction to him on the internet, where they can, you know, maybe acknowledge, you know, drop a uh, Lightning McQueen from the movie Cars, where you just hear somebody look at him and go, ka-chow. Sure. Yeah. Who knows? But I I do like that about him. And, you know, he's one of those actors, like, he can laugh at himself. Because, you know, in the uh, 2010s, maybe a little bit earlier than that, the 2000s, he had a rough kind of time. Because if you remember, he kind of disappeared off the map for a little bit, at least in terms of the mainstream. And then he comes back, you know, with this and a couple other gigs, mostly Wes Anderson stuff. But, you know, seeing him back, that was kinda cool. But yes, it was. Very, very self uh self reflective and self uh, aware of things online and around, you know? You know who I am, here's what I'm doing now. Yeah. So And I like that know. about him. I like the fact that, you know, he can make a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's not like, you know, so over the top where if you make a joke of the person making a joke about themselves, they get upset. Yep. Kind of like this guy who uh, is notorious for not knowing how to draw feet. Or, you know, taking all the credit for making a certain uh, character that's just a uh, Deathstroke ripoff. Ooh. I wonder who that is. Oh, my. By the way, if you go to New York Comic Con this year at the uh, Heritage Auction booth, they're actually showing Boob Cap, the original art. Eddie, you've <laughs> seen that one, right?
0: I, I, I can't recall. Oh, <laughs> my sorry. God.
1: I'm going to be sending that over to you momentarily. Oh, uh, okay. But you will, you will definitely know boob cap. But this, in, yeah, man, this monster is such an excellent. Uh, That's a Fantastic Four thing, and it's a fantastic story.
0: Wow! Yeah, and in Wham- this month, it's Wham- Fang, wow. Fangtastic, even. Oh, Eddie! Eddie Spooky Eddie, Eddie. season. I learned that off the Spectrum. Yes, in the
1: sounds of the season, Halloween Channel, nineteen
0: forty-one. What?
1: Yeah, that's the Captain America with the boob. But anyway, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a little bit of a... Departure. Yeah. Like what else is new. Like what you just saw. He who remains. There's he hang... He hate me. My favorite player from the XFL.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Favorite? No, player. that's his name. He hate me. That's fine. Let it be, let it be that way. Nobody else has it, he so... He hate me. Uh, the action picks up where it left off pretty much, I think.
1: And, you know, I love right off the bat, we uh, continue the overall vibe and feel of this show. It's very 1970s, 1980s, you know, it's like the wood grain paneling, a lot of emphasis on that one shade of orange and green that, you know, both of which are a staple of like that 1970s, like it's the leftover residue of what the future was from the 60s. And they're just like, you know what, we are going to keep using this and it's, it evokes that emotion. It evokes that feel, you know.
0: Well, that that's brownish. Yeah. paneling it was definitely a '70s thing all over the place. I had that. We had that you in our at, house. Look at the Atari. We had that when we moved. I'm sure a lot of people had wood paneling that went up. It was it was the thing to have.
1: Look at all those, you know, uh, what's it called? Those uh, station wagons.
0: What, pa- what the paneling on the side of the wagons? Guess no. what, Eddie?
1: The Griswolds are going on vacation.
0: I knew that. Yep. Yep.
1: But it's it's kind of funny because, like, you look at a lot of that stuff, you look at that element of what this overall vibe for the show is, and I do like the fact that they continue this. As a matter of fact, they continue it at the very end of the episode when they go venture off into 1982, which, you know, it's been said a lot of the early years of a decade are the remnants of what the previous decade was. You look at 2000, 2001, 2002, they constitute as, like, a 1990s sort of thing. You know, it's like the remnants of the late 90s. Yep. When you look at early 1980s stuff, like, you watch the movie Fast Times at Regimont High, which I believe is 1982. Two, sure. yes. It feels like a... It feels 80s, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? It feels like a 1970s movie for the most part. You know, you listen to the music, obviously it has that 1980s feel, but you look at that, and it's got that 1970s flavor to it.
0: Yeah, there's some, for example, big in the late '70s was the, the craze known as disco and some of that yeah, disco, spilled into like 1980 thereabouts. Like or.
1: 1983 at the least, because I know Abba was still doing stuff and fairly big then too.
0: Um, yeah, I think, and then of course the the big hit for Blondie,
1: that uh, Heart of Ice or Heart of Stone, no, Rapture. Oh, ooh, I was '81. Well, yeah, you're more of the Abba, or you're more of the Blondie guy than before. I am. One of my big th- top three. Yep, your, your BCDs. My BCD. Singular. Well, doors, because it's doors. Multiple doors.
0: Yeah, well, right, fine. You open one? No apostrophe. So, Loki is running from Mobius, uh, but he doesn't seem to know him. That is, Mobius doesn't know Loki, and neither does the other character known... What is his name? Casey. Uh, but and now he does. Band, yes. And the Sunshine Band, yes. Casey.
1: And the Sunshine Band, yes.
0: I suppose. And there's your booty. Shake, shake, shake. So, Celebration. There we, so there we have... Uh, yeah, not quite... But uh, but there we have the beginning of what this time shift thing could be. But I'm not sure how far back or forth he's traveled. Not too much time wise, but it, it might just be it's another timeline, and we're seeing how the sacred timeline is still continuing to grow and more branches. Yeah, and what do we of the do pruning about
1: this? And this and that, and it's kind of funny because like I hear certain phrases like the pruning, and like I immediately go transport myself back to watching Loki season one, like. Pruning was something that, you know, you hear non-stop in that show. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why, like, once that show was ended, it shut off on my brain. I'm like, nope, don't need to hear about pruning anymore. And then I remember seeing, like, oh, yeah, that's a thing in this movie. Or this show. The show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, then we get to see the uh, the TVA um, pattern symbol, logo, whatever you want to call it.
1: Which, again, you know, kudos to the uh, design team of the show and graphic designers involved. Like, that feels like a 1970s logo like you know they were doing their research they're looking at like all sorts of different companies and they're like hey let's make this look like what it's supposed to look like
0: yeah so there's there's the vibe for that too we we see other stuff happening later in the episode like the phone that's ringing it's a rotary phone in the ending credits all the paraphernalia that's you know reminiscent of that time period more than anything else that tape the tape recorder which we'll get to because uh, that's towards the end of the episode as well we have the characters of uh, B-15, the Hunter, and X-5. And then it's uh, Mobius going, with a couple of them going to the war room. Gentlemen, this is a war room. Stop fighting. And Loki uh, showing everybody the five, or seeing, and then showing the five faces of He Who Remains, a.k.a. the Kang variants.
1: And let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> no, not that one. Wow. Thank you. I'm proud of that one. Um, No,. uh... Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror. Who, boy, they like that one shot when you see like the gigantic stone statues of him and all this stuff. They really like double down, and I feel like he's part of why, other than the writer strike, other than the actor strike, all this stuff he is why this show has been pushed back so much. Like, this show, I believe, was supposed to come out a lot sooner than it did, and they're just like, you know what? If we have to, we'll pull off the bandage and go from there. And they had to pull off the bandage, and they're just like, you know what? Screw it, let's just do this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, at this point, you know, unless he goes to uh, prison or jail or whatever for what he did, you know, the actions of that You know that one gray December morn. It's going to be, uh, and it was December, actually, too, which is really funny. I was, I was just mostly making a Simpsons reference. But um, he, I, I see them still keeping him. It's just, it's going to be very, uh, again, awkward elephant in the room. And I do feel like, I feel like sometimes, like, critical reviews of this stuff will, like, you know, possibly hinder future things if he is still heavily involved. Yeah. Like, that's gonna Mm -hmm. be, like, you know, obviously not just, you know... You put in an actor who is disgraced or something like that, the vibe is gonna be, you know, taken aback a little. Like, I love the Naked Gun movies. But when I watch, you know, those movies and I see O.J. in there trying to do, you know, the waka waka slapstick, it is so ungodly uncomfortable because (laughs) I didn't watch those movies until after the glove didn't fit, so he was acquit. So oh when I watch those movies, you watch those movies, and you knew of, like, and it's, again... No, I watched the movies when they were in that time period, way before, you know, the all whole, that stuff happened. The whole situation between Jonathan and OJ is a completely different thing, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, so like, I want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. But when you have something with that negative baggage... I'll give you another example. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. And I can go with I can go with like what you feel, you know, with like OJ when it was like I watched those movies when they came out, so I didn't have that negative after effect like I did watching Naked Gun for the first time, you know, in a post OJ Nicole world. I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm watching currently WWF from the year 2000 when noted uh, double homicide suicide wrestler Chris Benoit is involved, and it's like. I watch him in matches and I'm just like, oh, this is really awkward. Like, it just feels weird. But going backwards, when I was watching when the shows were live and he, you know, did not commit those, you know, horrible crimes. I could still watch and be like, that guy sucks. He's got a big forehead. But, you know, it's like. It's very interesting. Like, I feel like that, you know, paints a negative picture for like the person, like when these things are coming out, it's like. Yeah, but he did what he did or he didn't, but we're going to think of that. You look at the Johnny Depp stuff. Johnny Depp is currently blackballed in Hollywood, and it's like, did he do what he did? Did she do what she did? I don't know, but, man, this feels weird to watch now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's just, I think, a natural reaction
0: to seeing that, to thinking that, because you're thinking of the other stuff that really was in the spotlight, albeit it has to be something that's bad. Unless you're somebody who's super objective that you can put it in the right time frame and watch it and say, yes. okay, this is how they were when it was, and OJ's just a goofball in these the, movies, whatever.
1: With these things, with what's going on, can you do a separate the art from the artist? You know what I mean? Like That's going to be an interesting thing with mm-hmm. Jonathan Majors in this, and I don't know if that's going to be because the thing is you know this more too. Look at the world of music. Look how many reprehensible shitbirds there are. That do terrible things, and yet they're still selling out concert venues. People still love the shit out of them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. again, you know, controversial one, Michael Jackson, everything with him, you know, dangling babies, doing other things that, you know, we're not going to talk about on this program. Never but it's went. like, yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. people still love his music, and you can still listen to Stranger in Moscow, which is an absolute banger. You can listen to, you know, all of his stuff, the the you know thriller, bad, beat it, etc. Great stuff, but some people can't, and that's going to be like a great divider mm-hmm. with the future of the MCU with Jonathan Majors. Really? It's funny though because you know you look at a lot of what's going on in regards to the future of the MCU though, and it's like I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to uh, what's his name, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. It's going to be. Because, you know, you also look at, like, he's trying to, you know, do a little bit of recovery, like, ever so subtly. Like, he was recently seen breaking up a fight on TMZ. And it's like, boy, oh boy, did that feel staged as shit. Stop, stop, stop. I, I... <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Although, in the interest of fairness, if I was pummeling someone in the face <laughs> and the guy from Lovecraft Country showed up, I'd be like, what the f***? <laughs> what are you doing here? You noticed too, in that
0: video that one of the—it's it's a girl It's la- kind of like giggling when she's taping the whole thing, you know, recording it on her phone, I and mean, that's what people do know. And you probably had more than one person making this recording
1: as well. Um, Instead of hoping, because, you know, that's, you know— That would be people. the thing to do, but, yeah. you know, this—, this uh, they younger... got to the, get those views on Twitter. It's got to be,
0: I suppose. I mean, you know, the good thing, I think, is—and I'm just more sheltered than you are, perhaps, with the current current events— not hearing anything too recent about Jonathan Majors. Oh, and it was big. <laughs> my, my, besides that, might be a good thing to know where his you know cinematic career or otherwise is going to go. But whether this was already, and I think it was, right, it was already in the can.
1: Yeah. And, oh, it was know, absolutely, in, it was in the can and the kang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's like I feel like what's going to happen is also he's going to have to do a lot of goodwill to be able to you know rectify what had happened. Because at the end of the day, like, I I don't have a horse in this race. I don't give a shit, quite frankly. Like, obviously, you know, you hear me go on my whole soapbox rant in the beginning of this, but I, at the end of the day, don't care either because I'm not invested in this character. I'm not invested in this actor, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. If it was, like, like say, God forbid, um, what's his name? Um, Owen Wilson. I would actually be kind of upset, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, you know, It's funny when you see, you know, a disgraced writer or actor or, you know, whatever, and you actually are a fan of them, it can be rough. Let me tell you, I'm a Chris Pratt fan. Oh boy, oh boy, is it rough to be a fan of him because you'll hear, oh, he did this, he did this, he's a terrible person, he's the quote-unquote worst Chris. I'm like, I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, I like him, but guess what? Everything he does... That's his personal business. Does he do things with certain groups that are like, mm, yeah, but again, that's his business. I separate the art from the artist at the end of the day. And recently,
0: we said Chris Pratt,
1: recently my wife
0: was caught something on Instagram, um, and he was,
1: I'm not going to say spouting, but talking in a religious tone. Yeah, that's the thing that people are talking about because he's apparently a part of an anti-gay church. Or he's not, or Uh, he is. I don't know. But at the end of the day, guess what? I have... That's what he does, whatever. I separate the art from the artist. Are there times I don't separate the art from the artist? Yes, because Chris Benoit sucked and he was a massive foreheaded dipshit with short T-Rex arms. Aren't they all? No. The T-Rex arms, no. short? No, well, you know what I mean. Okay. For human beings, short T-Rex arms is not very good because you can't tie your shoes. You can't put on hats. You a can't, lot of things can't do. You yeah. can't reach the top of the refrigerator. You might be able to scratch the top of his head. Oh, it's terrible, head. right? Yeah. You know Chris Benoit was supposed to be king of the ring, but you know... They said no because his arms are too short to put the crown on his head.
0: <laughs> he can't. Do, he needs a. He needs a. He needs a crown handler. He does. I suppose. I don't know. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com/theMarvelous. And on the three-dollar tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. The five-dollar tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, Pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice, or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. Loki finds his tape recorder, and it sounds like, I thought, Kang and Sylvie. Sure. Did you catch that at all? Sure. So what's going on with that? Skip to uh, a Loki and Mobius conversation. Was Loki? Are we assuming Loki was at the end of time? And Moby is saying we have to contact Miss Minutes because she was there. I was but actually really disappointed when I heard, Miss Minutes, I'm like, oh shit, she's showing up. It's like, nope, she's not. No, she's not. We talked I about was, her. I saw her at the end credits a little bit, but that was it. Was she at the end? during the end credits when all oh, the, the footage? I, was being I don't shown, count that.
1: I don't count that. Did that's you? the
0: only thing you knew or saw about about
1: her. When you said that, I thought you were talking about the post credit scene at McDonald's. I'm like, no, 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 not that. No. That was a cool post credit scene, by the way. <laughs> I would like everything, and then you, just, you this see, you see the sad McDonald's guy go. How oh, do how do we, how do, we oh. do this? You know,
0: well, we have the McNuggets and the Big Mac. And-
1: Which, by the way, I have to ask. You lived in that time frame when I heard McDonald when she goes, he goes. The new McNuggets, I'm like, wait, what? McNuggets were not around until 1982? Like, I need to I don't look think at... I,
0: heard, I didn't hear new, but I... He said you know, new, and I was like, wait, what? I wasn't watching it too hyper-closely because I wasn't sure what I was on restaurant the treadmill. it was right away. <laughs> Shit, I then, was on the treadmill. when he said McNuggets and he said Big Mac, I'm like, okay, there, I see the arches now, or whatever. And she's like, I want well, to try everything.
1: The whole thing is they... Uh, the advertising for this show has been going on for a tiny little bit because of uh, McDonald's with the as-seen-on meal or whatever. It's called the featured-in meal. Uh, yeah, there's a the whole thing
0: about the Loki secret sauce or something like that. Loki
1: secret sauce, but there's also like, hey, this is the cup as-seen-on-this show, as-seen-on-this. And it's like, oh. that's the whole point of it. Like, you know, McDonald's was recently celebrating their involvement in television, you know, pop culture, you know, history, movies, television, etc. It's like, mm-hmm. that. that's cute. It's actually a really interesting advertising campaign, but like the main crux of it was Loki, like as seen in Loki season two on the award-winning Disney Plus. Uh, okay. So mm-hmm. I dug that. I dug the idea of, you know, featuring that, and it's getting, because to be honest, like that is the most advertising Loki really has had recently mm-hmm. due to, you know, the writer's strike, the actor strike. can't really promote much of this. And it's kind of a shame because like I'm going to New Year Comic Con and it's like, how much can Tom Hiddleston really talk about per se so we don't know because it's gonna be a panel like hey I'm Loki yep hey want to talk about when I was on Broadway for betrayal yeah well cool <laughs> it'll be
0: whoever's handling the the money part of it to say well don't ask about or don't talk about it. and then okay I fun. know
1: I know British actors they're not like a part of like certain guilds or whatever so they can get away with it like David Tennant can promote stuff he can do this he can do that I don't know mm-hmm But I digress. Loki and Mobius then
0: say about finding and meeting... ...Auroboros. I don't know if I said that right. But anyway... Again, played
1: by the Academy Award-winning actor... ...K who... You want to just initialize him? Yes. So go ahead. KHQ.
0: KHQ. Okay. Short round.
1: And you know, the whole thing with his name, Aurora Borealis, it's... uh, You know, the full name, it shares a similarity with... And I'm pulling this off of Collider... It's you know shares a similarity to Mobius in that both of the monikers relate to time, referring uh, referencing notions of infinity and the continuous cycle of time. Oh. So maybe that's why he knew right away that Loki was time slipping. Well, because of the whole thing, you know, once you hear like, oh, that's a nice name, Ob, and then it's like, wait a minute, yes, yeah. and then it just keeps circling and circling, and I love that. So like Loki hears like this is his nickname. Who's the one that thought of it? And then my brain explodes. You know, it's like I love. The time stuff is so damn interesting because it's so confusing, but yet so fun. Yeah, because we're going back and forth between Ouroboros and Loki and then Ouroboros and Mobius, and the power
0: surges are happening, and there's some importance to that or whatever. It's happening throughout the TVA. What's happening? Not much, You. We get to the door, the entrance, the door to... I don't know. That's where that orangey-brownish paneling comes in, I think, perhaps. And the what looks like, reminded both of us, of the entrance to the room of what, what um, I'm thinking of cerebro, cerebro, that X across the door
1: with a circle in the middle. So I got a big kick out of that too, because like I knew we would be talking about that. Like both you and I are, you know, the kind of people where we see something like that and our brain immediately goes to what you know, like it's such a cock tease. Like that's exactly what it was. It's like hey, here's this. That's a little rash. It, but it is. It Let's really see. is. And it's like hey. You're thinking this this entire time. It's an emotional tease. and I love no. It, it's that because then we're all like, "Oh my god, the X Men are showing up." It's that's what it is, and then we're <laughs> left blue balls. You know, it's like literally that, and I'm fine with that. But it's also like when I saw that, and it, like, come on, like you know they're framing it that way on purpose. Like literally, when that shot happens, it's the X door, and it's like, uh oh. This is where you're supposed to say, you guys... I love that. It's, I, it's X marks the spot. No, I will not be your dancing monkey. I will never be your dancing monkey.
0: <laughs> That's fine.
1: <laughs> but, you but know l- Allow
0: me to I'll finish the point. Okay.
1: Well, let me get... My favorite point is the fact that, you know, how we can tell how this episode was for Eddie because Eddie was drawing the TVA logo on his notes and he was drawing the door. I love that because it's like, man... We were both in the same boat. I was watching this on the treadmill at the gym, like, in a two-parter. Like, I was watching it the second it premiered, and then I'm like, well, my workout's done. I'm going to go lift now. And then, you know, well, just the like... the other
0: point I wanted to mention, too, about the TVA logo was the fact that early in the episode you had that, I don't know, whatever that orange sphere was that crashed down, cracked the floor, where the TVA logo in that one upper left corner was. And then later in another time situation, it was just the crack. And Loki asks Casey... How long has that crack been there? I it's been there all long time, you know, very long time. So he didn't know where that came from. It Came from a different when, perhaps. Uh, regardless, the thing I had to slow, stop, zoom, whatever I could do, because there was all this writing on the floor. When we get to that that door, that entrance, and and finally I got to decipher. I think what said, danger, not danger room, danger. Or Will Robinson. And then it said, if I got it right, temporal radiation levels escalate. Exponentially beyond this threshold. And the next line says likelihood of spaghettification, spaghettification increases. I think it's
1: at seven thousand percent. Proceed with caution. I feel like things like that so by the way, get a you know, Reed Richards, get away. But um I feel like it's Earth, Wind and Fire, great song. Get away. Spaghettification.
0: Oh, Yeah, you're welcome, man.
1: That's still brutal, isn't it? It, Yeah, yeah. But you know, our
0: favorite uh, Sue Storm cosplayer holding him, holding his spaghetti remains.
1: I don't. It's you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do, Abigail. Abigail. But it's it's funny because you know I'm reading in the article on over on Collider, the doors. By the way, they it is pretty much a nod to the X-Men. I feel like the you know they they say it like this in at the end maybe it's more maybe it's nothing more than a small reference or maybe it's the hint that the X-Men will make their way into the MCU by way of Loki and wouldn't it be appropriate that the X-Men come in through Loki through the door you know I don't know Welcome, I do professor I do love that by the way that this is essentially it's it is you know borderline a reference to the uh the Marvel not the Marvel the uh Fox movies
0: I I'm thinking now that we see this potential reference, and f- it must be very, very well known that when are we going to see X-Men, inter- it's gonna, and where, it's and how, and
1: it's going to be like, wait, guys, over here, wait,
0: no, look over here, here he is, they're going to come into this way. No, well, I think it's
1: under the table. The connection with Loki lately, They've been. there's been rumor and innuendo about this, and, you know... I've seen articles online. I've seen like you know casting lists or whatever that you know apparently Mobius is somehow involved in Deadpool three because if you remember the end of Deadpool two, he's playing around with you know uh, Cable's device which gets him you know going throughout time and you know different universes, killing off you know Ryan Reynolds before he can do uh, Green Lantern, which is still one of my favorite moments in the uh, the Deadpool movies. You're welcome. But or something like this. It's funny because those movies like it is a farewell to the foxverse because we're seeing jennifer garner reprise her role as electra Not yours rumor and innuendo is a certain blind lawyer shows up and we're not talking about charlie cox yeah (laughs) yeah ben yeah but it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool like you know Literally, set picks have you know leaked, and we've talked about this on the show before. We'll talk like Batman. But my favorite thing is you remember the um the 20th Century Fox logo of all the uh, spotlights and everything. They recreated that for Deadpool three, oh. like a physical you know monument, like you know the end of Planet of the Apes, where like everything is you know they ruined it. <laughs> you know it's gonna be that, and I'll show you the pictures later. They're fantastic. Well, the line is you blew it up. You blew yeah sure, but um you maniacs. I Man, a different Fox property, but um. You know, you look at a lot of this and it is absolutely going to be a link over to Deadpool 3. Because I feel like the whole – you can't do a Deadpool 3 without acknowledging the ending of the second one with the whole time jumping and everything. Yeah, It's – oh, it's true. It's true. But it's like why wouldn't you do that, you know? And I feel like I can't – I'm excited to see, you know, how Deadpool is going to react – with these kind of characters, because that that is the rumor, the TVA is involved. Because if you're linking Deadpool over into the MCU, you can't you can't ignore the plot thread of Deadpool two with the time jumping, and not acknowledge the TVA. No. If the TVA are such a major part, the Time Variance Authority are a major part of the MCU, you have to bring them in. Yeah, but I digress.
0: Well, they make uh, another point: TVA towards the end of the episode before we get into some credit-type stuff and the mid-credit scene.
1: There's something in the, the uh, credits, by the way, that I didn't notice, because I honestly just fast-forwarded afterwards, but... Oh, uh, well, we'll get there. Something of another universe gets potentially brought up, according to Collider. I'll
0: we'll have to... Oh, maybe I
1: missed that, too, then, because... The, Zar- uh, the Zartan Contingent.
0: What does that relate to, then?
1: Jeez. Zartan is a, a G.I. Joe character.
0: Oh, good God. And, really?
1: Yeah. So it's highly unlikely that there is the connection because especially now, you know, in terms of the, uh, the movie, the movies are heavily involved with Paramount. They're doing their own little, you know, shared universe with the G.I. Joe and Transformers. But also, even if, you know, you were to do it with the comics, you can't do it because even though Hasbro is back in bed with Marvel over with the uh, Marvel Legends, but also in the comic community now with Rom and Micronauts. Micronauts yeah. Yo, I'm hyped for that, but I die. that's a story for another day. Oh, yeah. And we, we do have something down the line coming up with uh, Rom in the very near future. Shout out to my boy Aaron Myers over on Twitter and X and whatever thing he's on. But, you know, Image now has the rights to doing comics for uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe. They're part of the Skybound brand. Image, and, you know, okay. you know, with the Void Rivals, Void Rivals links over to Transformers and G.I. Joe. Oh, because Transform- before that they were IDW? Uh, yeah, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I feel bad for IDW. They've lost so many, you know, different brands now. They're in. They're kind of in the same boat right now as Boom was, where Boom lost everything, mm-hmm. and now it's like, it's barely hanging on, but IDW will be fine because they got the Sonic the Hedgehog license. Uh-huh. They've got, you know, uh, what's it called? Ninja Turtles. Ooh. But for, you okay. know, creator-owned stuff, they are shit out of luck. But... What can you do?
0: Maybe they had a nice little spike because it was a new uh, IP turtle Maybe. thing, Was there? I think. Proceed yeah. with caution again, and uh, Loki gives instructions. Mobius suits up, uh, but has a cracked helmet and gets a little duct tape fix.
1: Oh, and by the way, according to the Smithsonian, McNuggets debuted in
0: 1983. 83. All right, so we're, you know, kind of in the zone. Take a little stretch in time.
1: But reports indicate the McDonald's began testing them in select markets in 1981. Uh, so she might have got in, you know, on a special, you know, location. Because I don't know if you remember this. in Broxton, Oklahoma. Because no, I, Eddie. I don't remember. I, don't, I mean, Eddie, I was
0: there for that, but I wasn't Prices around.
1: and participation may vary. They sure you could should. be getting McDonald's spaghetti if you want, or the McDonald's pizza. Yeah, no. McDonald's pizza did exist. No, my, there was a Pennsylvania location near us, uh, Honesdale. Sykes. Yeah, they used to sell the uh, McDonald's pizza. Never tried it. i always wanted to. Wow. No. Nope. No, that's nope. not. That's what Owen Wilson says in this episode.
0: In memory, I don't need to uh, try and- on Earth, if that, it's so it's
1: no Wawa Pizza, Eddie. As I drop my can of energy drink on the ground, Wawa Pizza. Yeah, you shut up. So <laughs> Mobius goes for a
0: space or Is it a time walk? Uh, and and Loki, we see in in time and um, with the helmet.
1: Yeah, let's he, talk. Mobius has the helmet. I mean, let's talk about the helmet, by the way, because I got a big kick about that. The big crack in the in the uh, glass, because all I could think of was the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Lego figurine of the astronaut where he's missing the plastic, but he totally would have a crack if it was like an actual Lego guy.
0: Oh, I didn't make the Lego connection.
1: But I love the fact, like, once again, what fixes it? Duct tape.
0: That's right. 101
1: uses. There's another. We're in a more rural area, so he's saying duct tape can fix anything. You're damn right it can.
0: Seems to work in this part of it anyway. And uh, Loki again in time... The whole phone ringing thing going on. He doesn't pick it up. I swore. I thought he was going to do that. But then him telling Mobius, we need to find Sylvie. And one of the last scenes before the credits start is a lineup of TVA troops that are entering through a door or portal. And B-15 is saying, bingo. Oh, No, B-15 is saying, bingo. All this for Sylvie? And X-5, I think, says it makes no sense. And then we hit the, uh, the credits. But mid-credit, we have... An open field and through a portal door here's the, the backside of and then you see her turn around it's sylvie and it's 1982 a branch timeline broxton oklahoma and yes in a mcdonald's how do
1: we do this as she looks around at people at tables and so on which by the way that was actually broxton oklahoma is where created, thor created a new asgard after the destruction in ragnarok in the comics
0: is that a collider thing
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, you just said it, it I know I, rec- here, I, I recognize
0: your voice but I mean jeez, okay. So there's a significance to the location. Look at that. It's a thor thing.
1: Very cool. So it's probably going to tie something later on in, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then again,
0: going through the credits and the shifting of the letters to form the names and the words and the characters and just the whole vibe of it continuing like it did from the first season as we get to the end. Of episode one.
1: To be completely honest, just unremarkable this episode. And I'm hoping the next couple of episodes ramp it up because if you don't get a proper start, I'm not going to be interested. Why are you in the, going to you know,
0: continue? Yeah, yeah. Maybe some of it was just enough to entice you back in. And make you remember, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Oh, yeah, this is why I don't want to see any more. OB. You know. OB is
1: why I'm honestly staying on board, because I forgot he was cast in the show. And when he shows up, I'm like, oh, shit, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. So, And by the way, he is such a damn humble dude, because literally the day he was about to win his Oscar, that day at the Oscars, he was emailing friend of the show, Mitch Halleck, still. And I'm like, oh, good guy. <laughs> yeah. So that shows you know what kind of human being that KHQ is.
0: So we've got one down. What's the number of episodes and how long are they supposed to be and all that stuff?
1: I believe it's going to be 6. It's Okay. For things like this, this is par for the course. Although, based on, you know, what we're getting so far, I am wondering if we're going to be getting a uh what do you call it? A uh a
0: bigger episode Second season,
1: second. second season. Se- I mean, a second season, sorry, third season. I don't oh. know. You know, obviously we're not far enough to know. No. But I feel like, you know, with the character of Loki, the Tom Hiddleston reaction, his audience, people do want to see more. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to see more of this character? And, you know, like, whether he wants to admit it or not, this is who Tom Hiddleston is known the most for. I hope he never becomes typecasted, but mm-hmm. I hate saying it. Like, other than, you know, me seeing him on Broadway for a show, I don't know him for anything else.
0: No. No and I do feel like you know
1: he does need to you know much like the timeline needs to branch out a lot more and do other things but I I don't know and it's like right now we're in phase 5 of the MCU and going into phase 5 other than Guardians I think Guardians was phase was Guardians phase 4 see now I gotta look this up Marvel Cinematic you mean the most recent Guardians yeah no 5
0: it was five? Yep. Started with Quantumania, and then came Guardians Volume 3, as far as movies. Yeah, because, like, I, I don't know. I mean, my dates are messed up from when I had, uh, I think this is when the San Diego Comic-Con had that from last,
1: uh, yeah, 22. Well, Eddie, you are married. That's dates, true. you know, dates are what they are. What? Okay oh jesus christ eddie, that was, the joke was dates and dating that was the joke didn't land eddie hilarious boo but you how know, phase five didn't I even realize that i thought it was, like we were still in phase four partially word five hachi machi
0: five started with 2023
1: and deadpool 3 is still supposed to be may 3rd 2024 that's gonna be our free comic day weekend movie
0: okay
1: God, we we got some, like, literally we have next month The Marvels, too. We do. And I've kind of been appreciative of this year for the Marvel Universe because it's been very, uh, other than Loki, and was what other shows were this year? I think Loki's been the only show this year. Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, and what's happening to um, you, Mar- uh, Marvel's Echo? Is that. Uh, that got postponed. Pushed.
1: Postponed. Yeah. Put not a little just. little because...
0: next to that. Okay. That's not That's good. gross, Eddie. That is gross.
1: Yeah, because right now it says. What about Ironheart? It says episodes TBA, and then for uh, Echo, originally released January 2024. So, oh boy. To Late December 2023, we're getting what if? Oh boy. Okay. Oh boy.
0: What? What's wrong? I, I
1: think Ironheart is going to be a uh, 2025 release, to be completely honest, because like right now it's listed as TBA, and Agatha is going to be late 2024. What about Blade? 2025. They've been... I'm just going to say it now, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like Blade is going to be... Uh... Blade's probably going to get canceled, I think, hmm. because at this point they've been going through so much different stuff... It's like literally according to the... Uh, or not Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the filming is ex- expected to begin after following the writer's strike at Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. And nothing's been said. There's I've not really heard much about it. And it's like Mahershala Ali is... He's only going to be able to do this for as long as he can. The man is 49 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Robert Downey Jr. got into the MCU... I want to say, like, how old was he then? You know, because this is 2008, the Mm -hmm. MCU starts. He was born in, let's see, 1965, so he was in his 40s. Like, He was actually, I believe, a little bit younger than Mahershala is starting as Blade. So, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how it's going to be for, you know, Bob Downey Jr. And then Mahersh. Allah. I just wanted to Mahersh.
0: Okay, fine.
1: But anyway. It was an episode. It, it's the beginning of season two. It was. Man, you know an episode was so unremarkable when even Eddie makes that joke. Well. Damn.
0: I thought I'd get one in for a change. No, but
1: you meant it. That's the sad part. That's rough, and man. That's why,
0: and that's why you, you find out, and and it, it's true to form, that when they titled this episode, it was focused, and the main shining highlight of this was Cage Ouroboros. King. Ouroboros.
1: our Ouroboros. So that's going to wrap this episode up for this week. In regards to doing episode two, we still have not figured that out because I'm going to be in New York City for Comic-Con. Yeah. And I will not be available for recording and Eddie will not be available for recording. So we're probably going to do what we did on one of the other shows where we double double or even triple. We don't know yet, but we're thinking it's going to be next episode is talking episodes two and three. So please wait with bated breath. But in the meantime, you know, check out our back catalog of episodes. We got some stuff coming around. I'm going to be trying to, you know, get at least some scheduled episodes in the meantime. Because we got uh, an episode coming up with Marvel Comics writer uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Thanks to Marvel for setting that one up with us. And we got also, you know, coming down the pipeline, an episode featuring our Terrificon uh, interviews. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And we can call him Joe. So Yeah. For J. Michael Straczynski, JMS, yeah.
1: Why, why the J? Why couldn't you just, you know, call yourself Joe?
0: Um... He said that it'll be revealed. I think in the episode it will. I think that's how we started. Unless we started recording after. I think
1: it was. We got that part. I, think it, I think it was. Okay. But
0: so for the rest of these episodes, you're, we're talking six, and we're guessing, I guess, about the same length each episode. I, and... can't,
1: I can't say that because we've had episodes where it was like a thirty-minute episode, and it's like of this series, yeah? not this show, but like other ones, like you know, yes, other ones, right? So I don't know if they'll do it. It might still be the same, but yeah, and they're moving the day that they're showing that these are being released. I, I sort of love that they're doing that because it's been such a pain in the ass. Like, I do miss when it was a Friday release, but that was during the pandemic, and it made sense to do that. Mm-hmm. This, on the flip side, it's like... This was th- out Thursday night, I think, Ahsoka right? was Tuesdays. That's why, like, when we were originally getting ready to schedule this, I was telling Eddie, I'm like, oh, it's going to be the uh, Tuesdays because that's yeah. when Ahsoka drops. And I was like, like n- nope. nope, that's, you know, what it is. And... Let me read you the line. Because I burped, like, right as I said it. So, you know, Ahsoka was, like, a Tuesday release show. And I thought that's what it was going to be. And then you're, like, oh, I guess. I don't know. And then I look it up. It's like, nope, Eddie, this is actually going to be a Thursday show. And they drop. You know, I like the fact that they drop early as opposed to some people who are complete lunatics. They would wait until, like, they would wake up, get an alarm set for 3 o'clock in the morning East Coast time and watch it. And I'm like, listen... I love this stuff as much as the next guy, but. Friend of the show, Trey Stone. I can't do a. Like, I. I love this stuff, but I'm like, I don't love it that much to that level of, hey, you know, oh boy. <laughs> you know? First to watch. Yeah, I can't do I can't do that, man.
0: That's right. The light is on and I'm watching.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still honkshu, honkshu, me, 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 me. And-
0: but the better I thought are just as equal, and whether it was planned or not, Thursday,
1: Thursday. Oh, uh, the fact they're like we both like talked about it via text, and I like I go, do you realize that it's taking place on Thursday that these are dropping Thor's day? I'm like, those cheeky little bastards. I do love that they did that. I'm like, you know what? That's smart. I like it. Me too. And I think it's it's he's still like Thor is not in the show, but he is most certainly his his uh, presence. His presence is definitely felt.
0: You don't have a Loki without a Thor.
1: You don't. So and you've had
0: Loki all this long time. So. Why not, in a sense, you know, do your can't do your darndest to have a season three, perhaps. And this actually reminded me, too, of now if the episode was dropping on a Friday early morning, but now it can be a Thursday at like 9 p.m. That reminds me of how new movies you would go to a midnight showing. But now on the Friday, you know, 1201 and now you can go.
1: At four in the afternoon on Thursday. God bless them for that. I'm sorry. Like maybe that's similar thinking too. I don't know. I've been very fortunate when it comes to like getting into things because like the moment I can, I get in at the right time. Don't have to worry about like, oh, here's what you have to do for this. Is like, oh, I just got in like last minute. I'm fine. <laughs> like I I went to go uh, meet the wrestler Mick Foley at Pandora's Box in lovely Lafayette, New Jersey, and. I show up and I'm like, my wait time was maybe 10 minutes. And he goes, how long were you waiting? I go, I literally just got here. <laughs> and he had like a three-hour line. I'm like, damn, I lucked out here. It dissipated. But yeah, it's just, you know, the whole idea of uh, how these things work. It's like, nah, dude. Although, like, certain other things are ridiculous in terms of how they're set up and how you got to wait. mm mm-hmm.
0: It's not the same as it used to be when you'd be out overnight early, early morning waiting for tickets to go on sale for a concert. I did some of those.
1: I mean, I did pre-release, you know, I did uh, pre-sale tickets recently for Blink-182 when they were at Madison Square Garden this year. And how I got my tickets was literally going on Facebook, seeing an <laughs> ad, and it said, hey, pre-sales tomorrow. Oh, cool. You know what? I'm going to go on a whim and try this tomorrow. Hey I got' them. cool. Boom. oh wait, how much you pay for those tickets? Oh shit, I didn't pay that. How much you pay not as much as you did, but pay for the experience sure pay for the experience of frustration of you know buying from a ticket reseller <sighs> mm-hmm. but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna be it for this episode. Let's we will see
0: miss, miss miss minutes. Let's hope for her next episode.
1: yeah, why not?
0: She's due she's pregnant who's she for a who's the father? father time
1: he can still get it up (laughs) ladies and gentlemen
0: (laughs) Was Big Ben spoken for Jesus Christ
1: (laughs) amen for the Marvelists I'm Peter Melnick
0: and I'm Eddie Wilson Excelsior
1: tick tock tick tock